You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Woo, fellas, I hate to report that I did not make us millionaires, but it's okay. We can get back to that another day. We're going we're gonna to have more chance. No, 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 no. We're going to get into that off the rip. We're going to talk about that before we even figure out what we did this weekend. So what we we told everybody that we was going to update you on how time did. So time, update us on how things went as it relates to you playing poker. So your boy got knocked out 80th out of 787 people, so still a good little run. Uh, we made the money, uh, so that's always a nice thing. Uh, pretty much doubled the buy-in, so we'll take it and run with it, even though it was you know across two, two and a half days of work. But uh, you know, the, actually the final table is getting played this week, and the winners taking home 450k. Would have been nice if that could have been it. But <laughs> well, Yep, that would have been a nice little haul. Yeah, I got knocked out while I was ahead. Uh, Ace-King versus Ace-Queen, all in pre-flop, and uh, they spiked the queen on me. So uh, That's what I was going to ask. What was it? So you had Big Slick, huh? Uh-huh. Had Big Slick. They got lucky on me. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, 80th, that's not bad. Uh, what you got, Gary? Look at you knowing the hand, the hand name. Hey, I'm just saying, man, I play a little poker every now and then, man. I may not be, you know, the best or, like, uh, you know, where I'm able to compete in, like, these big tournaments and stuff like that. But I know enough to gamble around the house. So what you're telling me is we need to make a Cinnamon and Sugar live from the World Series of Podcasts or World Series of Poker. We'll make it the World Series of Podcasts, WSOP. There it is. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Me and D are going to enter, and we'll have a last longer bet. There we go. <laughs> yeah, well, we ain't even got to do that. We can just open it up to everybody to listen to the podcast if they know if they think they want to, you know, play their hand at poker, and we could just play each other, but virtually. So, right. hey, you know, I I I like to dig in people's ass, man. Whether it's <laughs> poker, pick up basketball, cycling, running, whatever the case may be, you know, I'm up for it. I love the hustle. I love the hustle. Well, let me hear, let me hear what y'all got into this weekend, because I got I got something I want to talk about. I think I watched one of the greatest movies I've seen in a long time, and I don't think you can believe what it is. Well, I don't know if we can really trust you because you said Space Jam Two was good, so yeah, that was that's a tough one. I can't really give you much credit there in your movie realms. Oh, fine. So I don't know about that one. Yeah, you want to go first, Gary? Yeah, I can go first. I didn't do much. I got at the house, played video games. Uh, So, actually, uh, I was in Charlotte, and we filmed a little little footage on looking for some ghosties and uh, just to see what we could find. And that that footage will come later. But uh, so that's what we were doing. Yeah. So both of us are doing that this weekend. I got to see my my two my kids. When I was up there, so uh, got to see them. That was always good. They love me. I love them. Um, other than that, that was about <laughs> it. I had uh, I had Reese's famous steaks. 
Can you guys give us a hint? Did you experience anything? You ain't got to go into details, but what would you say to look forward to? I am still a non-believer. Okay. That's the, that's the easiest way to, for me to put it. Yeah, he is. He, he's but. a non-believer. I don't think he'll ever come close. Uh, there's a lot of factors that play into the reasons why he don't believe, and I wouldn't believe either if I was in his shoes uh, versus, you know, kind of what was being told and said. So I think you guys are like our next project that we putting out. But I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I want to talk about one of the worst movies to come out. Saw it this weekend where I didn't see it this weekend. So you just saw Space Jam 2 again? No, 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 no. I, I am going to talk about Doctor Strange. And what is it? Have you seen Doctor Strange yet, Gary? I have. Have you seen Doctor Strange at time? Yeah, we actually just saw it this weekend too. Oh, that's that's absolutely awesome. What spoiler I, I, alerts just for anybody listening now? They're probably you think, spoilers. You don't think they did they knew that? You don't I'm think they knew that? Heads up. It is spoiler the alert. Of, spoiler alert. We don't we don't hey if they listen to this podcast, it ain't no such thing as a spoiler alert. Everything that we talked about either happened or is going to happen, okay? So we don't have to let them know that this is a spoiler alert. Now, back to the movie. Yeah, I know. Back to the movie. Awful, bro. I thought it was a horrible movie. I thought the storyline was all over the place, and it was rushed. If they could have just slowed it down a little bit, they could have made three movies out of this one movie, Gary. But because they wanted to rush it and they wanted to get something out there, this is the trash that they put out. Why? Why was it trash? So, So here we go. Doctor Strange, first of all, the multiverse was supposed to be started from the end of the Spider-Man movie. Well, during the course of the Spider-Man movie. So I thought it was going to pick up there. It never picked up there. It was its own thing as if that didn't happen. So now I'm trying to figure out in the timeline where the hell did it. They did say, like, they mentioned that the multiverse came up because he says there was an incident with Spider-Man. You remember where he talks about this? She's like, what's a Spider-Man? And he talks about, oh, he's a guy that has the powers of a spider, blah, blah, blah. So they do mention the Spider-Man multiverse. Right. But but that's where it allegedly supposedly started. Based off of the movies that have been put out and everything that's produced, right now, this was that segue from Spider-Man into the multiverse. Uh, were we not under that understanding? I'm just curious. Did we all not think that going into this movie? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. I just want to make sure that I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. So when the movie first started and it had nothing to do with that, I was lost. I was like, "Wait, what? Huh? Like, uh, okay. All right." So then I pick up. Texting on your phone whenever they said that one line, and so that's why you missed it. (laughs) But it was a very small line. (laughs) Right. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I was. So then you know the movie didn't. It wasn't really centered around dr strange it was more so centered around this girl uh she was i i feel like she was the main character because they focused on her more so than anything because she was the key uh and i was like nah you know i, I kind of wanted to know more about you know this multiverse and the things that you know we're going to experience here and then uh, you know i'm thinking i'm just like dang you know is this a is this a one division movie now? Like, if it's not about this little girl, it it was a lot of characters in this movie, one or two, 
uh, and it should be, that outranked the star of this movie. And it bothered me. I, I felt like they could have did more to help Doctor Strange in his role because his role was very watered down. Scarlet Witch killed it. We knew she was going to kill it because everybody just feel for Wanda. She has the world on lock because her love for her husband, people will accept her torturing and enslaving people against their will. We've had that conversation on this podcast, so I just want to make you sure, make sure that people understand that she's loved and adored. Um, but with that being said, the other little girl that was had the ability to jump from you know, multiverse to multiverse, and everybody wanted her because they said she was the key. Thought it was very interesting too because, you know, the Scarlet Witch wanted her. And if you don't know anything about the Scarlet Witch, and you've never seen WandaVision, then this movie doesn't make sense to you anyway. So you're lost off the go. So it was just there was a lot of things in the movie that I didn't like, uh, and those were a few of the things. Well, I think like what you said with Wanda, I think. It, yes, it talked about her stuff at Dovinder. If you did not see WandaVision, you would not understand what's going on. But I think that's the purpose of the movie. It, they're bridging all the movies in, in sequence. They want you to see it all in sequence and not see it out. Well, you like can because this doesn't line up with the Spider-Man one. It doesn't line up with well, that. They, like you said, there was a one little line that mentioned it. And then supposedly now Thor is the next one in the line, which... They, the people were upset they haven't released a Thor trailer, and they finally released one. But they said some of the stuff that happens in Thor could spoil things that happen in Doctor Strange. So that's why they've been really hesitant on releasing stuff until Doctor Strange came out. So people were up in arms over that. But I think this thing is like they're they're trying to let you you engulf yourself in everything Marvel and stay in the timeline and try to. Obviously, things are going to jump now because now you have the multiverses opened. And I didn't think it was bad as as Dia saying. I I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a, a different aspect, a different way they went about it. Um, having one of their own basically be the bad person, and it shows you the how bad like how certain things that are in their universe can make them. Like that that book made her that much more powerful than she already is. She's super powerful already, but that without that book, she's not as powerful as she was. That book made her even more powerful, and it took uh, America Chavez to be able to stop that. And I think that's the, that was the whole aspect of introducing a whole other character, which I don't know what they're going to do with that. Are they going to make her her own movie, or was this her like her own thing, or is she going to be in future movies? Because now you've introduced a new character that has this power to travel to different multiverses. If you're going to dive into the multiverse, she's going to have to be in all these films because you're going to have to like keep bridging everything. But I think this is a way where you can introduce an Iron Man back into the story of Avengers and into the Marvel universe. And you can have a different character. You're not tied to people now. So it's sort of like what they're going to end up doing. And I think when the flash movie comes out for DC, when they're going to open other timelines for that, they're gonna they're opening themselves up where if they can't afford an actor or somebody for a role, they can because the multiverse is now open, they can just jump in and say, Hey, we need your help on this, and they can basically have a new actor playing a certain character, and then they can come and do whatever that needs to be done as that character and still bring back Iron Man or a new Thor or whoever you want, because you have multiverses that are different characters. As you saw 
and their little round table. They had fantastic four Reed Richards. They had Professor X. They had uh, all, all the different characters. So they're introducing new people from different worlds. And I think that's a way for them, to op- an opportunity for them to reach out and dive into the, to the different characters, but not being tied to one actor. It's crazy that you was talking about the different characters because I, it, it blows my mind, dude, that the multiverse is open. And you're bridging the gap with all these characters uh, that we pull together. And then what does Chippendale do? They do the same damn thing. They open the multiverse and you had a collision of nostalgic uh, cartoon characters that made an appearance in that movie. Did you you watch Chippendale, Gary? Of course. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure Tom has watched Chippendale too. Like that, D'Angelo. Golly. First of all, let me give my take on uh Doctor Strange before we just jump into this greatness that okay. was Chippendale. Uh, so to me, I left Doctor Strange, you know, thinking, holy shit, forget Batman, Wolverine, Superman. I want to be Scarlet Witch because she was such a badass character. Like just, you know, you know, it almost trips me out. You know, you get these uh, scenes where, you know, they're fortifying the fortress and like all the different Doctor Strange type people are locking down, knowing they're about to get their ass whooped by Scarlet Witch. And it's almost like, what are you doing? Like, why are you even trying this? Because you already know what's about to happen. And then let's just talk about the quick work she made of the Illuminati. <laughs> Wasn't that the craziest thing? I think the craziest death to me in that one was what happened to Professor X. Because that was wild. How did how did y'all feel seeing Professor X get that neck snap like that? Well I think the thing with that is like Doc, Professor X is supposed to be like the most powerful like mind person like controlling a mind and he just got so overpowered. That's right. to me was the crazy thing because there's never been anything shown that that happens. Obviously, maybe in comics, but you haven't seen anything like that in the uh, movies and stuff. And then I've, I've seen memes where they were talking about the movie and stuff like that when they're like, oh, well, if Reed Richards is such a smart person and all this stuff, he could have just said, hey, Black Bolt, has the he can tell you how to uh, get your kids and without telling anything about his power. And then she would have had no idea, but instead he said, oh, he has, the, he could just talk to you and ruin you. And she just removes his mouth. Like right. he could have right. just said, Hey, listen, he's got, he's got the rules. He can tell you how to do it. And then right. that would have been over, but no, it's like, yeah. so he's not obviously that smart. So it's, it, there are contradictions, I guess that you could say, cause the memes are funny that they created from it. But uh, I thought it was intriguing. I, I thought it was an interesting way that you, but again, I think it's only because of the book that she had, who now somewhat Dr. Strange knows now. So So logical flaws, we should say, when it comes to that. Yes. Um, Yeah, so jumping into the Chippendale nostalgia, I thought that's one of the best movies I've seen in a while. And I went into it. Maybe it's because my expectations were so low. Super low. (laughs) Mine was super low, man. I'm talking about like Roger Rabbit kind of low. Like, hey, I'm going to go into this thing. You know, it, these never work out well, these realistic anime movies. It didn't work with Cool World. It didn't work with, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It it hadn't really worked in, uh, 
I think the movie that it worked for that I thought was very interesting before this movie came out was Tom and Jerry. I really like how all the animals were the cartoon characters and everybody else was like the real people. But even then in the Tom and Jerry, I was like, ah, okay. But this, for the Chippendale, it worked, bro. It worked. And they, they had a way of using characters that were, you know, from our generation and tagging them as I like, oh, you know, because we all remember those those phases that we went to to get to where we are right now in cartoons. And to have those different phases show up in this movie was absolutely fascinating. And I like how they poke fun at Hollywood with the uh, with the ugly Sonic. The ugly Sonic was my favorite, bro. The ugly Sonic was the most hilarious thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it did definitely make fun of because they said, even mentioned all the stuff about, oh, well, people got super upset that I had human teeth, which they did. Everybody yes, lost their yes. mind and they, they redesigned it all. Slow mo's of the teeth and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was a hilarious, a good job by them. And obviously, it's the nostalgia fact of I grew up watching Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. That was yeah. a jam for me. And then even seeing Scrooge McDuck and some of these other characters that. You see, like I will. I I want to go back and watch and try and tally how many I actually recognize, because there's so many there's in so there. Many. It's crazy. It's it's so many in there to the to the point to where like if you want a hint and you don't want to look up or try to find out if you go to because it's on Disney Plus. If you go there and you go down to if you watch the movie, if you go down, it'll tag all the different cartoons that are in there by what show they were on so it's pretty cool um but i i, I kind of want to talk I, go ahead from that i will say um one of the funny things i think that made it even funnier and i'm sure you guys probably experienced this because you've been to these as well but you know when they're sitting there and they first introduce ugly sonic and you know luminaire uh is that the the convention and they're doing like a little convention it reminds me of when we go to like wrestlecon and it's all these like old wrestlers <laughs> yeah. around signing autographs talking <laughs> yeah. about day, and you're just like dang they got old or something you know what i'm saying it's like <laughs> it just reminded me of that and i'm like this is exactly what it would be like if cartoons could age and go around and do like tours and stuff so i thought that was pretty funny and then i'm I will say I thought they did our boy Peter Pan pretty dirty. Uh, oh, man, when they said Pete, I thought it was like Pete from uh, and and this would be a great question. When they said Pete, what cartoon character? What was you expecting? And nobody was expecting Peter Pan. I was expecting Pete from Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. That Pete. I thought that Pete right there was gonna be that cartoon Pete. I unfortunately saw Peter Pan in the trailer. So uh, of course you would. So I knew I knew it was going to be Peter Pan because uh, uh-huh. you can even tell in the trailer he looks like a uh, you know like a roughed up version of himself. So I was so when I heard it, I was thinking Pete from Puff the Mad Dragon. Ah, okay, good one. I like that. I like yeah. that. I, I also saw that, he lost uh, his dragon. His dragon left him, or was taken from him after the movies, and that would have been the storyline. That's how it would have went from me on that. Uh, his backstory. Yeah. And if you got to think about it, Puff the Magic Dragon, that song, you know, it turned into like uh, that, like another name for smoking weed. Correct. You, you can just easily transition Puff the Magic Dragon into you know this kingpin. <laughs> that's, that's funny. 
That's probably I, why they didn't go that route. Right. <laughs> I, I got to see. Go ahead. Before we move on, I do want to say, D, I think you're slandering Roger Rabbit a little bit too much. I thought. I do too. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was a great movie. Oh, I didn't. I never said it wasn't a great movie. I'm. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the interaction between tunes and humans. The I don't know if it was the CGI or like I don't know if it's like this new real world thing. And what's crazy is is I really like how they compared and contrasted. Like Dale, for instance, Dale was that real anime kind of new deal that we he went through CGI surgery. I thought that was pretty cool. And then. And you know, Chip was that old character that we saw in the eighties. So it was they gave us all the contrasting figures throughout the timeline from when they started to where we are right now. And I thought that was fascinating. Well, yeah, and they also like even mentioned that the the street that they were that were all the lost um visuals that look cool but they're really not cool. They yeah. mentioned the Polar Express eyes and then the yes. characters walking into the fire fire hydrant all that kind of stuff it was uh it was very yeah. interesting because you remember all that especially us growing 100%, up at that time you remember those 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 scenes i was with the guy with the axe who can't look at you yep. that's exactly how it was in the old yeah. school video <laughs> but with that being said what i'm saying is is that roger rabbit's a good movie but as it relates to the interaction between the tunes and the real people like it, it didn't come off as well as it did in this particular movie because I'm, a, I'm assuming I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna put it on technology. We've come a lot farther now with our interaction with Tunes than we were interacting with Tunes with Roger Rabbit. That's all yeah, I'm well, saying. Well, I was reading something afterwards, and they said this is a spiritual sequel to Roger Rabbit in the aspect that it's not based around Roger Rabbit, but it's based in the same world. But so that's why all these characters are interacting. They said it was a spiritual sequel because of the way they're interacting with everybody. And I like the old school interaction they had because they even pulled out Paula Abdul and the cat from her video that she did. That yeah. was in there. So like they threw out little hints, even that weren't even cartoons. That were just like music videos and all that stuff. There's so much you can catch. I definitely recommend it. If you haven't seen it, your kids will like it. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. If you liked Chippendale as a kid, I think you'll enjoy it. Now, only thing you might not like is the voices of Chippendale when they're not the chickmunk voice, because that definitely throws you for a loop because you're expecting to hear that high pitched chickmunk, chickmunk type voice from the cartoon days. Well, now they have real person voices, so it makes yeah. it throws you off a little bit, but you'll get used to it. And it also depends if you like the voices of who it is, because it's John Mulaney and um, what's his name uh, from Lonely Island, uh, Andy Sandberg. Oh, we don't really. I don't know names. He, well, John uh, Mulaney's a comedian who also does the show Big Mouth. So oh, okay. Yeah, I watch Big Mouth. It's good. Um, so can can I switch gears now, Tom? Because I got a I got a really good question I want to ask you, and then I'm gonna okay. follow it up. I want Gary to follow it up, and I I, I think this is gonna be a uh the meat of our podcast today. One of those big questions. My question is this: In what sport? requires the most time and like that is absolutely hard to do like what sport would you say that is like takes the most time Gary I'm gonna let you go Tom I'm gonna let you go because I, I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier and Gary was like hey we're gonna wait to the podcast so I'm gonna let you catch up what sport or 
what sport requires the most time? What do you think, Gary, and why? So, for me, I think it's going to have to be a, a gymnastics sport, uh, for like Olympic caliber gymnastics. And I would probably say, because you could say floor exercise, but I feel like floor exercises, you could do that. I would say it's probably like the rings in the gymnastics or even the pommel horse, because those things are so much stuff that goes into those. And that includes lifting. You have to make sure your, your body, your upper body strength, you can hold all that kind of stuff. Then you have to be able to do all the different things with it. And if on an Olympic caliber, that's your life 12 months out of the year. Like there's no off time for it right. like i think with like swimming they take off time like they, they still do events but they'll take a cup i don't know if you can take off time from those type of events because there's such a slim margin for error that you cannot make a mistake swimming you can make a mistake and make it up if you had the strength and speed to do it right. but if you make a mistake on the pommel horse or the rings and you fall off you're done there's no mistakes allowed to happen so you have to be perfection like even on like a, so, a floor routine, you can make a mistake occasionally and still make it up. Because as long as you move on, you can make it up. But if you fall off one of those, you're done. So let me let me make sure I get this straight. And 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 I, I'm only asking you this because you're going with like the floor routine, and I don't. No, really I'm going. Know. I'm going with the, the the rings or the pommel horse in Olympics. Okay, so we, we you go rings, pommel horse, and I'm not really familiar with that, but you you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So we talk in terms of Simone Biles, Gabby Douglas, all the greats that have gone through gymnastics, not necessarily on the pumba horse or on the rings. But in order for them to be great, you're saying that it requires more work from them. So I, I can't be great just going in and just being great on my own. It requires work is what you're telling. Yes, I don't I don't like in football. You get three months off. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to live. You can come back. They're going to get you back in shape, do whatever you need to do. I don't think you get that when it comes to those Olympic sports because you're training for four th for three and a half years for your one one time once every four years to do it, and you can't make a mistake. So you're training all three years just to get to that one point. And then if after that, you got to do it again, Champion. all again. Okay. What, what, what about you, time? Cause y'all gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be funny when I tell y'all what I think it is. Olympians still have, you know, world championships and stuff that they are going to and training Correct. for. So but see, this is, I, it's hard for me to believe. And and time, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's hard for me to believe that Usain Bolt trained a lot. I want to think he was just great. I want to think that he just showed up and like showed out, and he didn't have to work for it. Like in the beginning, I felt like he had to work for it, but then after that. Like, you know, he can miss a workout or two. He could, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, is he, is, is that, does that type of greatness exist? Like Tom Brady, for instance. Tom Brady, a lot of people think he's great. With him saying that he's great, can he miss workouts? Is he doing something different from everybody else that makes him great? Could he not just do what we do as regular guys and be like, you know what? I ain't going to work out today. I'm going to sleep in. Like, dude, can you still be great and just sleep right. in? Like, you're telling me Usain Bolt didn't miss days. I, think I don't know. I would no, say there, there is obviously a different level of greatness. That's what I'm uh, saying. That's that's why I, I'm trying to find that level. But I want to know a sport that regardless of what level you are at this sport, your ass working. Uh, to me, to me, the sport that I feel like would require the most time, effort, and skill would probably be golf. 
Um, just because there's so many aspects that go into golf, you know, driving, chipping, putting that you have to work on. And here's the thing. Your body doesn't get as worn down when you play golf. So you have an ability to continually play for hours and hours. Whereas you, you can only pommel horse so many times in a day. You can smack a ton of golf I balls. Even, I don't even know why I talked to you. I got it. I got I'll rebuttal. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead and finish. So I'm just saying, like, and it's, it's just the skill to be able to hit that tiny ball um, over and like, in, in, you know, it's just, it's to me, I think that that's probably, and, and because of the ability to continually play that sport, because it's not as tiring on your body as some of the other sports, I think that's where you get the more time being able to be put into it. So my rebuttal would be, you would have an argument if you didn't have athletes that looked like you and John Daly. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> so John Daly goes to the PGA Championship tournament, makes it plays in it, and he in his stat line for it was twelve diet cokes, like fifteen bags of peanut M and M's, twenty one uh, cigarettes, twenty one cigarettes, and no water, and he's still in the making the making the cuts and all that stuff. There's no talent there. He does not not athletic ability. Yes, he has the ability to hit. No, I'm not. That's not. That's not. He he ain't practicing every day to go do this. I guarantee he's. You he are. Probably I don't does even not know practice why we at even all. Involved, Tom, so I would say golf. I would not give you that because I think golf. You can take time off and still be good. I think John Daly's proof of that. I think you have Arnold Palmer. You have Jack Nicholas who can still go out there and play in the seniors and miss time and still play and put be respectable. Like, yes, they were the greats, but they don't play every day now, but they can still go out there and, and beat some of the guys that are playing yeah. every day. So I would say no. They're not going to be able to go out there and be able to compete at the top of the top. I mean, they do John, the seniors if they wanted to. John Day, I mean, there's obviously a le- just like in any sport, there's a level of natural ability that some people are going to have to where they don't have to train as hard. You were not a hard trainer and you made a Pro Bowl. So, you know, there are going to be people that don't. Now, have to, uh, no, let me no, clarify. No. I trained hard when I was working. When I was right. when I had right. off time, yes, I didn't do anything. But I That's worked right. when it was time to work. Right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. Like you, 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 you kind of did the uh, you know bare necessities. I'm gonna start calling you Baloo. That's right. <laughs> I'm the hit of the con. All right, all right. So, what, what is yours? So mine, and and I hate to say this, man, and it bothers me and pains me to say it. If you say racing, I'm gonna stab you. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say marathon runners, because there's no way. Oh, running is the worst thing in the world. Oh, it is. There's no way as a marathon runner. If you're a professional marathon runner, where you're setting records and things of that nature, you can't miss days of training because. A day of training missed is a three or four day setback with all the times that these guys are posting here lately as it relates to running. Like you can't take three or four days off and expect to be where you supposed to be. There's a lot of miles that you have to log in order for you to to do that, whether it's on a treadmill, whether it's out running to get the elevation. But I think marathon runners are probably the hardest as it relates to like not being able to take days off, it requires more time out of you in your day than you ideally wanted to. So 
Well, I'll take a step further then. If you think marathon, well, then what about like the Toughman competitions where they do the biking, swimming, mm-hmm. running? Are they tougher than marathon? Because they're doing longer distances and doing multiple things. No, because you can you can work on one thing and be good at it. Like so, if I'm if I'm a tough man guy, I may be really strong on my bike. So my run, uh, my run may not. It's kind of like triathletes. Like there's certain things that you're gonna prevail in. You're gonna go lift weights. I hadn't seen a tough man yet where all day every day that's all they're doing. Marathon runners, that's all they do is run. Like, hey, man, we got to get our miles in today. What you mean? Like, they run 40, 50 miles a day. And depending on if you mow fair, like, he runs, like, 20, 30, like, 40 or 50 miles at a certain pace, like, recovery, cool down, and then there's a lot of maintenance work, and then you got to do this shit all over again the next day. So I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say I probably haven't ran 50 miles in my life. <laughs> right, but that's but that's what I'm saying though. These are these are marathon runners or those runners that can just run all day. That requires you not, hey, I'm just gonna step out there and I'm just gonna compete. I'm talking about if you want to stay great and you want to stay at the top of your game, in order for you to be good at this sport, you're going to have to work. There's no natural ability that can carry you through like they did with John Daly. That that's not gonna happen. That's talent. That has nothing to do with athletic ability, working out. You can't tell me. And, and, and this is another thing. And what bothered me about that, that whole thing, everybody was like, oh, you know, that's crazy. What professional event, professional sporting event that you can smoke your cigarettes at? That's what blows my mind. Like, you can't do it in boxing. You can't do it in basketball, football. Can you imagine? You used to do it in football and you, baseball. You used so. to be able to do that, but can you imagine a basketball player going to the bench, bro, and sparking one up? Like, yeah, man, I'm gonna get this quick pull in. Like, that's that's hey, unheard of. But it's okay at golf. Dee, why don't you tell me, tell me five marathon runners' names, and I'll go research them and see if I can figure out their training. <laughs> I, I I can only I can only name one. I can only name one. Maybe, maybe we don't know any examples of people that just have natural talent because we don't really know that much about marathon runners in general. Like we don't just sit around and watch marathon runners on the TV uh, for four days in a row, you know. Because if we didn't pay attention to golf, would we, we would we care about John Daly? But because you know golf's on but, TV. But, but here's but here's what we're talking about though. We're talking about obtaining greatness though, Tom. We're talking about. Like, have you ever said, and and maybe you can name this person, because when we're talking about greatness, like, even when you're just like, man, that man right there, great. But then, like, you don't say, like, oh, he lazy, he don't do this, he don't do that. You see what I'm saying? I'm I'm talking about what, what how how can you achieve greatness without putting in the work? Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I would say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, he puts in work, but he also takes time off. He likes to golf. He likes to vacation. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a th- it's it's tough gear because all the ones that I know that have remained great, whether it was in football, basketball, or one of the sports that I mentioned, that are very tough, they always had a crazy, insane work ethic. Even I, I say this about AB all the time. Le'Veon the same way. I was like, even though that those guys were crazy to me. There was nobody that can outwork them. When they put that uniform on and they stepped on that damn field, they were animals, bro. 
Now, I, you can't control them off it, but when they was on it, bro, I'm talking about, dude, extra gassers, like the the ultimate teammate, bro. These are guys that you wanted in your foxhole with you. They work like that. So it was. it's always it's interesting because, you know, we would come from games and stuff, and like uh, James Harrison, same way. When, when we got back from California, it was like 5, 6 in the morning. He went and got a workout in right after. He was like, man, you want to? Hell no. I'm, I, bro, we off to a Tuesday. I'm, I, I mean, Wednesday. I, I see you Wednesday, bro. Hey, I'm not going to no weight room. And, you know, these are guys that I'm just like, yo, I look back and they gave up something in order to be great. I'm saying, can you be, can you live a regular lifestyle like you and I, Gary, that we we don't have the five or six, seven Super Bowls. We don't have the nine, 10, 15 Pro Bowls the 17 to 18 uh, all pros. I'm asking you, can I achieve that without putting in the work and just doing what it is at normal, the bare minimum? Can I be no. great doing the bare minimum? No. Okay. I'd say no. Because say you could John Daly's doing with... a great job. John Daly's doing an absolutely – Yeah, but uh, he but is the poster also, child. He's poster not, not going to win any championships. Has he and, ever yeah. won one? Yes. Is, he, is he great? Is he great, or he just a guy? No, he's a he's a good golfer. He's, oh, not, so he's not great. No, I wouldn't say he's great. Okay, so he's not Tiger Woods. No, he's not even that level. Okay. All right, I'm just close. He's a character, and that's why people know him. Okay. You no, know, he's still good at golf. He still puts I, up respectable I, numbers, makes tournaments, but he's not going to win them. Okay, that that's that's all I was asking because I it had been on my mind, and I've been I was I was wondering about that. I was like, man, because. After having a conversation with one of my old coaches, uh, he's a Hall of Famer, um, uh, got all the Pro Bowls, got all the accolades, and we were just sitting there talking one day, and I was like, man, how does it feel, man? You're in the Hall of Fame. I had no idea he was in the Hall of Fame. I was like, I was kind of rolling off all his accomplishments, and as I was rolling off those accomplishments that he had you know, secured throughout his career, you could see him kind of fading off and kind of thinking about it, and he goes, huh. He was like, man, I gave up a lot. He was like, I'm I'm not so sure at this age that I'm at right now that if I can do it all over again, I'd be willing to give up everything that I gave up in order to be great at what it is that I was great at. Which I think I think that gives a credit to people that like retire early, not because of injury. Like you have Barry Sanders who retired after nine years. It wasn't because of injury. He just didn't enjoy it anymore. He wanted he might have felt like he was giving up too much. And he walked away at, at the height of his career. So. You blow my mind, bro. You said only nine years. Bro, nine years is a long time. Yeah, but at that time, players were playing for 15, 20 years. You're not getting that unless it's quarterback now. But back then, you were. You were getting that stuff. And he only – he might play eight years. I don't know. But do you have yeah. the same with Megatron? Yeah, you, it's still a long time, but – in the grand scheme yeah. of the guys that they talk about, guys were playing 20 years that weren't quarterbacks, other than quarterbacks. And he walked right. away still at the height of his career. And both of them, Megatron and Barry Sanders, both decided, I'm good. I did enough. I'm, and then they're still considered some of the greatest of all time. So, and that, I, and that the organization, though? Come on. I would now. say it could be 100% could be part of the organization because they were both Lions. Hold on, Tom. Did you just say Shaq is the poster child for wow? I will say when Shaq 
was in Orlando, he was out working everybody. When he got to LA, yeah, he might have took a little off. <laughs> you you say Shaq is the poster child? Uh, yep. <laughs> ah, not okay, I respect it. That's why Kobe got so mad at him. He said that Shaq was lazy. Well, I'm saying when he got to when he got the Lakers, he took a little off. But in Orlando, he was the guy, so he had to. And I think he showed it. He worked on everything. And obviously, when he had Kobe and somebody else to to partner with, it made it easier to. Hey, I'm gonna take a few days off. Well, I think I think got to a point where the game was just so easy for him that he probably felt like he didn't have to work. But he was so much bigger and stronger than everybody. Nobody could stop him. Okay. I, I mean, I respect it. I mean, if he's going to be the poster child for being great without work, I mean, he could be that. I I, I, I wasn't expecting Shaq name to fly across there. I, I, I could see John Daly. Uh, who else could I think of? I, I, I mean, I don't really know anybody other than John Daly uh, that that fits that criteria only because they was talking about his breakdown on how he went through the golf day. Yo, and people Zuna. have Say it again. Yokozuna. All right. See, I think Yokozuna doesn't get enough credit. Ah, uh, I think for, first of all, you ain't going to disrespect Yokozuna on this podcast. Look, I think that's what you 500 and something pound guy, the way he was able to move. And no, for, I think I just saw an icon special, like, you know, as a preview for the icon special that WWE is doing on him. And they talked about, yeah, all that, like his natural ability, how good he was for a big guy. But they said, like, during his career, he started ballooning up in weight because he just didn't want to do, like, the work that they had for him outside of the ring, like, as far as, like, trying to maintain a healthier weight. And because he was just like, eh, I don't feel like doing it. Well, that could have also been why he waned at the end of his career and lost the lackluster and wasn't as explosive and stuff as well, too. Right. It could all correlate. I don't. I, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, obviously. So when, once it comes out, I'll watch it. And I'll may change and my opinion. I've seen so many fans comment under. There still was a video I saw on Facebook. There's so many commenting. I was today years old when I realized that uh, Yokozuna was a Samoa, a Samoan wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, that's pretty crazy that you know people. Uh, are, I, we we had this conversation, Tom. Uh, Because I want to get to this, and I think this is probably going to be our last one. This is kind of serious. So I'm going to read this to you. I don't know if you heard about it, but I I want your thoughts, Tom, and then we'll roll into Gary and just keep it per the conversation. Don't jump outside of it. Just stay right there because I want to. So this weekend we had a uh, we had an incident in baseball. Um, and Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson accused uh, Yankee slugger Josh Donaldson of making a racist remark by calling him Jackie Robinson. Okay, me and Gary had a long conversation about this, and I wanted to bring it to the podcast. Uh, And I just want you just from what I just gave you right there. As a if you're if you're this baseball player, is it a racist remark? Gary, you, uh, you, you know what? Tom, we'll let Gary go first. No, no, no a, I want to hear him first. I want to hear him first. Okay. Is it a racist remark? To me, so I read an article on that, and, you know, on his face, yes, that would seem to be a racist remark. Um, 
But I read an article that there was some backstory. You know, this could be. This. Hey, hey, don't even don't worry about the backstory. Stay in the conversation. Stay in the conversation. <laughs> but the context is important. I, I, no, no, we're, we'll get to the context. We'll we'll, we'll get to the context. But uh, I, I'm talking about as at it released, face value. At face value, is this racist? Well, yeah, obviously at face value, calling somebody Jackie Robinson, who was obviously the you know first African American athlete in the major league baseball would come across as a racist comment. Gary has, Gary doesn't see it. Gary does not see it. He does not think it's so racist. Why is it racist? At comment? face value. He does not see that it's racist. And I, I tried to, I went three hours trying to explain to him no, how so, it was. So, and it still made no sense to him. So my question, my question was, okay, he called him Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson's a Hall of Fame baseball player, good player. Okay, yes, he was the first black person. Yes, D'Angelo tried to say, oh, he wasn't, he might not have been that good. I'm like, D, that's the reason why he was the first African American to play baseball because he was that good. No, I, I, no, what I was trying to get Gary to understand is, is like, regardless of how good he was, he'll never trump the fact that he was the first black person to play in. M- MLB, right? So that's what he's going right. to be synonymous for. Has nothing to do with how good he is. It has everything to yeah. do with what he stands for. Gary does not understand call- that. Gary doesn't understand. Yeah. Says- you're not calling Jackie Robinson because you're comparing his play. You're calling him Jackie Robinson yes. because he's black. But again, you, how do you know that? That's the thing. Is like if you. So my thing is like if <laughs> you, you say three hours, bro. No. So if, if we're talking about it, and I say and I name you somebody who's a really good player. And they happen to be, and you're, and you're African American, and I name you another African American name, and they're a really good player. How's that? How can it not be just a comparison? How good you are? Why does it have to be a negative term? Just like if you, like I said this to D, I said, in just in general terms, so say he called. Well, well, that'll be in the context version when we yeah. get to that. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to all, when like I just don't understand how, like if he said it to me, if he called me Tom Brady. Obviously, it's different because it's not Tom Brady wasn't the first one, a first white person playing in the NFL. But it just to me, if he would have said it like a negative name, then I would I would say, yeah, that makes sense. But he said a Hall of Fame person that broke barriers. I don't understand how that is deemed as well, a negative reason you're able to have somebody that could say something like that to you is because white people haven't had to break barriers in sports like Jackie Robinson had to break for black people. So there's never going to be a white person that you can be called. I agree. I agree. Equivalent of calling somebody Jackie Robinson. So, but, so my whole, my whole con, my whole, con, my, uh, I guess my defense of it was, if you're, if you're calling somebody a positive name, I don't know how it could be deemed but, as but negative. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like a, a pos, I'm talking about like, because obviously we didn't know all the backstory and we know the context now, which I'm going to give you now. Right. So the whole context behind it, which you said you saw the article, basically yeah. Josh Donaldson said that in 2019, Tim Anderson called himself Jackie Robinson of baseball now because that's the way he's trying to bring the game to make it fun again for everybody. So he referred to himself as Jackie Robinson, and Josh Donaldson said he call, he call, has called him, hey, Jackie, since 2019, since he named himself Jackie Robinson – now, obviously, you take that at face value because we don't know if that's true or not. And supposedly, they've joked about it with each other since 2019. And he said it, and there have been no issues. So that's when I brought the question to D. I said, 
if you joke about something with somebody and three years ago, so say D calls me a, a, a redneck for yeah. in 2019, and then I decide in 2022 I'm offended by that. Am I allowed to say I'm offended by that now? If we've joked about it for the last three or four years, how what changes, all that kind of stuff. So that was the question oh, I had. Like, how do you determine, especially if the other person hasn't told, hey, I don't like that you do that. How do you know if you've always joked about it? Because that's that was Josh Donaldson's thing. How how is he supposed to know? If obviously we take this at face value because we don't know if that truly yeah. happened. We don't know all the story. We're just going by what he said and what he said. So he said versus he said. So yeah. how do you handle that situation? Like if you've joked, if you he's came out and say they've joked about it, he called himself Jackie Robinson. So technically he's just saying what he said, right. repeating it back to him. Is that still considered a negative connotation? But he himself said he's Jackie Robinson. Well, here's the thing, Gary. If I told him, hey, I want him to call me God, then he'd be like, no, nah, uh-uh. But if I said, you call me Jackie Robinson, you going to call me Jackie Robinson? Like, so, he, you know, it's just, it's it's crazy, but I, I get what you're saying. So if you've deemed yourself as somebody and then somebody comes through and calls you said name that you called yourself, I think you lose all fight in which, I was with him at first, but now I, because of, you know, him saying, Hey, you know, I want to be called that. I'm like, or if he said, Hey, I'm like Jackie Robinson. If even if he was comparing himself, correct. To Which was, that's Jackie what he said. No, he's right. Like, I feel it, like I'm, I'm going to call him Jackie Robinson. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Jackie, I see you, man. Just like, you know, when we called, uh, the little guy, baby Shaq, like he was nothing like Baby Shaq. No, I mean he was nothing like Shaq. Yeah, Glenn Davis. Yeah, Glenn Davis. <laughs> but we called him Baby Shaq, and he lived up to it. Got Baby Shaq on his tatted up, like he he embraced that. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's I I get what you're saying. So this is a tough one. I'm gonna have to go with my mind my man that called him Jackie Robinson. Man, he he in the clear for me. So time does it change when you have context? Does it change everything when the context? Yeah, that's why, that's why I started to bring it up. You know. When you add the context, it, it makes it a whole different thing. Whereas, you know, if it's just at face value um, and you don't know that backstory, then it would come across as. So, a, what what if he said? What if he said, "Hey, I, good job, Griffey." Would would that be deemed racist too? Because he called him another person's name. That makes or it, only because it's Jackie Robinson. No, yeah, the whole point that makes it come across as racist is because Jackie Robinson is the person who broke the color barrier. And so the emphasis that is on the importance of Jackie yes. Robinson's color is what makes it come across as a racist comment. I can understand that, but especially with the context now, it feels like what well, he called himself it. Now it's free game, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, you call yourself that, it's like, and, and he's probably putting like, oh, okay, Jackie Robinson. Like you, you're trying to say that, yeah, it's different because you called yourself that. And then somebody's just like, like it's like if if you know if I went out on the court and I'm like oh I'm LeBron James and somebody was like okay LeBron like they're gonna they're trashing me because you're like oh you want to call yourself LeBron I understand that it's just if you're talking about just at face value it, that's what we said at first it's gonna right. come off as racist because the biggest point about Jackie Robinson yes he was great but the biggest factor about Jackie Robinson the player was breaking the color barrier so therefore. His race is a number one associated with him, you know. <laughs> so, 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 just, just, just so we clear this up, Gary, and I, I use this as an example, and uh, like, if you go to a club and you're listening to like any R and B singer, and this is like, let's just say it's open mic night. 
somebody gets up there and they I'm talking about they blowing like absolutely like great voice and you go to them you say hey man you sound amazing bro you sound like a young R. Kelly do they take that as a positive or do they take it as Which, a negative I love that you brought this up because we talked about this and I said yes. I think when you tie it to a certain action like music now I think it's different because you're only talking about musical ability. If you would have brought in and said, hey, man, if you you just saw him at the club, hey, you remind me of R. Kelly. Without anything with music, I think that could be a negative term. But when you say, hey, you you sound like R. Kelly up there singing, now you're taking it to the ability of their musical acronym or whatever and how good they are musically. That takes it to, everything out of about the person. doesn't matter because it's only about the music. And the music – is good it doesn't the person can be a terrible person and is a terrible person whatever but the music's still good that doesn't change that fact and if somebody says you sound like it, you're good i don't think that's a negative connotation at all so we can we can adjust that saying okay this guy's up there singing and then afterwards you catch him surrounded by you know five chicks that got x's on their hand because they're under 21 and first thing you walk in and say is okay r kelly is he oh, that's a negative term. <laughs> is he associated? Because you're not mentioned about music now. Well, no, but you don't. You don't say anything. Like you don't mention. You don't say it's about the girls. You actually mean it's about like he sounds like R. Kelly is singing. Just but because the comment was just weird. No, I think you have to. I think you'd have to say you sound like R. Kelly up there. I don't think you could just say that. Oh yeah, right. That's what. That's what I'm saying. That's why context and right. Like, Everything is so important. <laughs> but but even with that point, so he said that they have joked about it with each other before. So back to my question I asked. If D'Angelo this called is... me a redneck since 2019 and I fi- now all of a sudden I'm upset about it in 2022, is it so, – does he have to stop or do I have to tell him or so what, the what's qu- the whole thing? So the question is this. If I've called you something in the past and you've accepted it, am, when is it – okay for me not to call you that same thing no no i'm saying if you both have joked about it not Ah. that hey you just said it no if we've both have joked about it and been all right joking about it because again that's the story donald's insane we don't know if that's so you're diving into some of these jokes well not some of these jokes but you're diving into a lot of issues comedians have with jokes back in the days when they were acceptable and then now they're not acceptable today and people want to cancel them today for something that was okay back in the days so i think this fall along the same guidelines if i say something to you and you accept it in three or four or five years go by and we don't have any contact with each other when i come back and i meet you i'm gonna pick off where that conversation left off and now if i say it then come to me and say hey man i know you ain't seen me in a long time but i didn't like what you said i agree and that's the whole thing is if you have a problem with it you tell them you don't just let it go so that way they know especially like because again the whole story was they both have joked about it with each other it hasn't been a one-way street it's been joking going both ways so if that's the case and now all of a sudden it's changed well you got to let the other person know it's no longer a joke to you anymore and then they won't do it anymore i think that's usually a simple aspect if something bothers you and you tell somebody hey i don't like that anymore the other person should stop right you got things i like it i think I think it also depends on like, you know, the company you're around uh, one, you know, uh, what's kind of stuff has happened in your life. Cause have you, have either of you seen the new fresh prints? No, Dude. no, I haven't. I've, no. I've not, honestly, I haven't heard any good things about it. I, I don't have any desire to watch it. 
Actually, I've actually enjoyed it, but what I'm getting at is there's one scene where Will first gets to Bel Air and Carlton's in the locker room. Obviously, it's all white guys and Carlton. And Carlton's on the lacrosse team. Well, one of the guys that's uh, on the lacrosse team is joking around with Carlton and uses the N-word like right in front of Carlton, not like trying to call him out. And Carlton just keeps laughing about it like, ha-ha, that's funny. Whereas Will, who's new to that environment, takes super offense to it and is like, yo, Carlton, you really going to let him talk like that uh, in front of you? You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, to who, who are you offending? Is it the person? You know, that's your friend that you're joking around about it with. Or, you know, is there someone else in the room now that takes offense to it? So I think that plays a Which, part. So that's an interesting Huge thing. Part. You brought that up because me and D actually asked that question. We said, so if me and D were saying words to each other, that could be deemed racist to other people. Are me and him racist if we're only saying it to each other? Like if, if no, and like no outside, is that considered racism towards each other? But we're both doing it to each other, and then there's no care. Not saying we do. I'm just saying in general, is oh, there yeah. is there a boundary? We're, we're not saying people? that we don't either. We just correct. It's <laughs> just a simple question. <laughs> on our podcast, you've mentioned on our podcast that y'all have a group chat that if it ever got leaked to the public, y'all might be in trouble. <laughs> yes. Now, not might. We will definitely be in trouble. <laughs> but so, we, I, I, but here's the thing though. I, 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 if, if you a person out there right now, you don't have that group chat that you had those group of friends where you could just say anything and everything. Where if you don't have a group chat that can get y'all all in trouble, you ain't got real friends. You ain't got real friends at all. Because <laughs> I got several group chats that will probably right. land me in jail. I would say 100%. in jail, but cancel for sure. <laughs> no, it 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 land us in jail because it sounds like we talking about drugs and we not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, That's just how we talk to each other. <laughs> I, have to, I have to cut this part out in the uh, post editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not even gonna crack up another topic because I know we gotta go. Uh, so, is there anything you want to say, Tom? Before we, I I want to say next week. Uh... We 100% need to get into your interiors. Uh, we didn't get a chance to go into it again this week. I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to. Def- we got to break you down again. I'm sorry. And then maybe you'll have I'm a chance to defend that. yourself. We'll see. Oh no, I'm 100% have a chance to defend my damn self. I'm gonna be on the podcast <laughs> and make sure the one time I don't, that's when y'all want to break me down. <laughs> yeah, I'm tearing some shit down next week for sure. Everybody, tune in next week because I'm digging in their ass. Tune in next week, and we will see if next week, if Luca, the Wonder Boy, has been able to carry the Mavericks. Ooh. It's not going to happen. But... Dang, Gary, you already giving up. You was talking all that mess. Oh, I got week. money on the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> the Warriors are just playing too good. I like I, okay. I, I got winning it all. Tell, tell me why Gary's going to call me last week talking about something. You know, if Luca takes his team to the finals, that's going to be better than any team LeBron ever took to the finals. Blah, 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 no, blah, blah. I said... The, the talent around him is just as bad as the talent that was around LeBron. Right. <laughs> so, so I, I, and I thought we were leaving, but y'all wanted to dive into something else, and I'm, I just me, just yes or no. Uh, Jimmy Butler loses. Get, he never makes another final or win a ring. Is he still considered a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yep. Okay. But again. That, that's all because Hall of Fame nowadays is just so easy to get into for multiple sports. 
people that make it don't deserve it. People that deserve it don't make it because of grudges of people stuff like that's oh, all sports. So if I you think feel like that, this one gonna be a, this one gonna hurt you. Russell Westbrook. His stats would put him in, yes. Even though I don't I don't like him, but I think his stats put him in, yes. <laughs> Time, well, Russell Westbrook, Hall of Famer. That's, a, that's no. a sore subject for time. Didn't you see the Lakers this year? I think, I think his stats, you know, anybody, and you know, he's one of the MVP or two. Uh, I think his stats will definitely get him in. Um, you know, he doesn't really have a championship to throw to his name, but not all people have championships. And, you know, he, when he did dominate the league, he was a very dominant person. You know, he's good at putting up stats, and that's part of the thing that people take into account for. Uh, Hall of Fame. So, yeah, I think he's definitely in there. Another one that will make it, even though I'm not a fan, is James Harden. Okay. I, I got I got one that's just a guy. Just a guy. But everybody know this guy. But And we're going to end the podcast after y'all answer this question. Be easy on my guy and don't be assholes. Hall of Fame, yes or no? And then we can end it. Derrick Rose. No. He wasn't good. He wasn't good enough for long enough. His injury is going to be what hurts him. Yep. So there's nothing he can do to save his career. I, he doesn't have. I don't think he has the stats to back up the career. Yeah, he had it like a short amount, like three or four years, where he'd get stats. But long term, he doesn't have enough to get him over that hump. I don't think. Okay. He has an MVP, obviously, but right. yeah, I just don't think he has enough to put him in the Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. I respect it. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for today. We appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar podcast. Go and check out all the content over there on the Cinnamon and Sugar YouTube channel. I know Gary's put a few videos out, too. Uh, we got more to come. Stay tuned. We got some more Bigfoot Hunt. Is that going to hit the Cinnamon and Sugar podcast? Uh, yeah, we're working on that. Don't worry. He'll see that coming soon. All right. Well, you, as you can see, Gary, uh, they went hunting Sasquatches. Little did they know that the Sasquatch was in the party with them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate y'all tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you want to see a Sasquatch, and you like Mike Myers from Austin Powers, check out the Pentaverant on Netflix. Say it again. The Pentaverant on Netflix. Okay. Okay, well, there's you uh, a late suggestion. Write that down. Pin Tavern. And we'll be back next week. You going to hit it for us, D? We out! We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 